Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am half of your host, Caitlin. And I'm the other half, Andrew. And we're so glad to kind of be back in a routine. This is a normal episode. Not that we didn't super love bringing that latest episode to you last week. It was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. And Andrew wasn't there for the recording of it. So he got to listen to it all firsthand when he was editing it. And he was like, he texted me, he's like, good job. And I was like, thanks. Well, yeah, especially because you were like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about the audio. And there's all these, uh, there's possible parts where you need to edit and do all this. And it's like, I, I basically did nothing. I turned the audio up a little bit uh-huh. and chopped off like the end when you stopped recording and like we're shuffling around or something. Like that's about all I did. Okay. So I, it turned out okay then. Yeah. There was like maybe one thing that I like, there was like a long pause that I chopped out, but that's, there was not much that I did. Yay. Actually. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just working. We're back to full time. Oh, but guess what? Corona's back with a vengeance as we all knew when would occur who could have seen that coming who who indeed anybody who isn't a moron i guess (laughs) i was gonna go on vacation in a couple weeks but now i'm not yeah shocker i know i'm so sad well i have less important things to talk about i'm ready um i just want to give some advice to people okay especially if you happen to be a uh number neighbor of mine like phone number neighbor like you know it's like oh yeah like yeah. numbers are nearby yeah because if you get a spam message everybody who is has a number near you probably has that same spam message yeah yes word of advice to all of my phone neighbors don't respond to the spam message they don't care if you respond to it <laughs> it's spam you freaking morons it's so bad like the i usually i get i get that and like nothing happens yeah and then sometimes there'll be like people will be like stop that's all i'm just like you dummy it it, doesn't do anything it doesn't work this time apparently people decided they were gonna be very um rambunctious about it so we've got like one of them somebody they have their little spam message and somebody's like hi and then somebody else is like who is this and then somebody else is like you're the one that texted me and then then there's like don't know you don't want to do take me out of your stuff please and there's like, there's nothing, nothing worse than a dumb Quit A like you. texting. Quit and then, texting. And then like, yeah. So like then some of the people who got texted by the spam message start fighting with each other, calling each other names. And like, what are you people doing? Get me out of here. I don't <laughs> belong. Yeah. So I've, I've blocked all of those people. All of your, num- your neighbor, no- your number. Basically. Your number neighbors. Number phone neighbor. neighbors. Whatever you even call them. Your number neighbor. Yeah. Like one of them gave the real name. It was like, you I'm so-and-so and I'm going to slap you, you BA. Like what? you you b word like what are you people doing (laughs) who are these people i don't know if they're like dumb middle schoolers or if they're dumb old people but they're people who don't know what they're doing and it's just like why are they being so belligerent andrew how about you give us your number on the air here and then we can figure out all your number neighbors and then we can all blow them up i mean like blow up their phones that sounds like a terrible idea because then that means my number is out there even more no it's fine everything's fine don't think about it just like yeah like stop texting me please mfr like what what do you what what do you think's gonna happen they just want you to go to whatever spam link they got what and what time of day or night was this was this late at night because i would be super ticked no this is actually uh today it was like around noonish oh okay that's not so So, bad yeah i've not had any like that that happened like late at night that my phone blowing up for no reason i would be so ticked off but i I was just like what guys 
it's a spam message. I didn't want to contribute by no, being yeah, like, you can't, you can't like telling all of them like this is a spam thing for the future. Just don't, don't respond to it. Like, what's wrong with you, you dummies? You're making it worse. In fact, exactly. Like they were responding so much that I actually had to go in and block them. Normally, I would have just ignored it and been like, whatever, that's not a problem. But yeah. it was just like constantly like. There's my phone buzzing again. And These like, what doofuses. Are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just getting mad at nothing and then fighting each other somehow. You it's know. like that friggin' Twilight Zone episode where the aliens are turning on the lights in the neighborhood and it what? causes panic and they're like, look at these people. They're so easy to manipulate and dumb. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Somebody knows. You sure? My dad probably knows. Thanks, dad. He listens to the show and he's watched the Twilight Zone. Thanks, <laughs> So he might know. One person. Very good. Yeah. It's, hey, it's that's, actually, that's all you need. That's all you it's need. It's actually a fairly famous episode. Is it? Not as famous as the one where the guy's glasses break after the apocalypse or anything like that. But I have no idea what that is either. It's the one where like the apocalypse happens, but he was in a bunker, I think. And then he's like, oh, finally, I have time to, to read my books because nobody will bother me. And then his glasses fall and break and then he can't read his books. Then you just bring it closer to your face or find like large print books or or find other glasses or something i mean it's the apocalypse but yeah that's a, that's like a famous twilight zone episode or the one with william shatner where there's a thing on the plane wing and all that i remember that one yeah I remember that these one. are all famous twilight zone episodes oh, okay well i heard they were doing a reboot of it yeah it sounds like nobody likes it oh um, which is sad that is sad it's on cbs all access and so nobody watched it either is that that's the paid one that you were talking about wasn't it Isn't yeah it? yeah no nobody watches. Nobody, nobody watches that I think my dad had it so he could watch Star Trek Discovery, but also I don't think Star Trek fans super like Discovery. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard, which is just really unfortunate. Well, it's because they're like, hey, what if we made the Federation like horrible instead of like the good? good? Pe- the good it's, guys? I don't know. It's a whole thing. Oh, that that's what it was like on the show. Yeah, like the Federation's oh. like not great. Well, then it's part of it. Like they tried to make it more like a dark, gritty sci-fi instead of like mm. Star Trek, where there's Easy. like. Where there's like a green energy hand reaches up from a planet and pulls the Enterprise down and it turns out it's a Greek god or whatever. And it's like, like, oh, the Greek gods are real. Or or the episode where they go to the the Rowan planet and then it's like the rebels on the Rowan planet worship the sun and they realize at the end it's like, not the sun as in the star, it's the son of God. Because it's like they're the Christians just like who fought, you know, the Romans and stuff being persecuted. Star Trek is weird. That is weird. <clears throat> it was like modern day Romans or, or the one where they go to like a Nazi planet. Oh <laughs> my like, God. There's all kinds of stuff. Wacky. I don't yeah. want to go there. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, it's bad. But pe- never mind. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, okay. Well, um, do you want to talk about this week's episode? Yes. Okay. That was. The- okay. Good. Um, I'm, I am covering this week's episode. Um, and it's a story. It's not a story. It's a case, um, of somebody who is from, she's from Arkansas. Um, her murder, her murder occurred in Oklahoma, um, which, where she went to school, which is, Andrew was telling me this before we started recording. I was very confused researching this because she was, she went to the University of Oklahoma, but Correct. it's called OU. Yes. And I don't know if that's, if, if they're like some schools where they started off as Oklahoma University and mm-hmm. kept that, or if they went with that just because of branding purposes, because nobody else was OU, but there is a UO, such as University of Oregon. Oh, okay. Okay. A lot of the old big eight schools did that. Gotcha. Your Kansas still does it. Missouri, Colorado, 
they all like reverse their initials. And it's good that Andrew knows sports and knew this because I was very confused in researching it because I was like, somebody messed up here. Is it OU or UO? And it is OU, but it's also University of Oklahoma. Exactly. Okay. Life is confusing. It is very confusing. And that's in Norman. Yes. Oklahoma. Okay. How far is that from Oklahoma City? I don't think it's very far. I think it's uh, to the south of it, I want to say. I think it's pretty close as well, which will yeah. kind of come into play. I was just asking because I didn't look at the map. I ha- I haven't looked at a map. In l- I looked at it one time, like oh, a yeah. long, long time ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think Norman is fairly close to Oklahoma City. Okay, cool. Whereas like the other city in Oklahoma I can name that's not Tulsa, Stillwater, home of Oklahoma State, is like far away. Oh, okay. Oklahoma is kind of a... Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> We're from Arkansas. We can, we can. That's right. It from takes one to know one. That is like. In the, your face, Oklahoma. Yeah. Take that. Hey, Oklahoma, you suck, says Arkansas, who, who also we, we know. Suck. We know what's yeah. up. Yeah. We, we know we're the stepchild. It. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, so this week, this week's episode, Andrew, I'm going to be telling you, we're going to be talking about um, Julie Jean. I'm sorry, Jewel Jean, or Julie, as she was known, Buskin. Um, she was born in 75, or case occurs in 1996. And I just want to, from the top, I'm, we're going to talk about some stuff that's a little bit graphic. Um, so heads up, uh, just beware. Also, this is a show about murders and horrible crimes. Yes. There will probably be something horrible that happens to somebody at some point. There is. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. Also, Jean, as a middle name, still popular. There's a lot of Billy Jean. Now we've got some Jewel Jean. Yes, that is. Yes, there are. We, it is a popular one. Apparently, at least as far as like back in the 70s and 80s when these some of these people were born, I guess. And now everybody's middle name is Nicole. I'll take your word on that one. I don't know. <laughs> Except mine. And also mine. But my sister's is. <laughs> I actually have a good friend from high school who's is yeah anyway see nicole's yeah. everywhere middle names Probably, are nicole maybe our generation was the nicole generation it is for middle names it is i could it is it 100 if you don't know guess nicole is probably right even if it's a male no 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 change it to nikki no okay let's get on with the story <laughs> okay. we have derailed so bad okay okay but at least at least we haven't actually started for realsies but let's let's go let's okay. get to it okay we're gonna get to it all right so i'm gonna talk to you a little bit about julie sweet julie she was born to mary and bud who and she was raised in benton which is in central arkansas um she had an older brother wilbur jr uh but he died in infancy so she she never knew him or anything she was a very avid dancer. She was a very accomplished ballerina. She she had been a ballerina for most of her life. She was very, very bright. She was a hard worker. She enjoyed extensive practice that came with ballet and the demands that also came with it. So uh, just a hardworking, down-to-earth girl who graduated from Benton High School in 93, and she received a scholarship and started at the University of Oklahoma, and she was studying ballet. In my notes, I put Oklahoma University, so Andrew's nodding in approval that I got it right. <laughs> um, she did, during her uh, time in college, when she would come home to visit family in Arkansas, she would perform with Ballet Arkansas, which I didn't, I, I briefly looked it up. It's still a thing. I, I'm, I'm not really certain of what it is, but I, I mean, it, it sounds like just a dance company of some sort. I mean, I, what else would it be? You, you're so right. You're it's, right. It's probably not a restaurant. Mm, unlikely. Doesn't yeah. sound like a ballet. Arkansas sounds like some kind of dance studio. Name that my burger restaurant. Like that doesn't make any sense. 
Bert. Okay. Um, her favorite. What kind of ballerina? Imagine a ballerina eating a hamburger. That probably wouldn't happen. Can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. You're right. Okay. That's why it wouldn't be that. You're right. That's what I was. That's all I was saying. You, you, your logic is flawless. Thank you. Um, her favorite and most demanding role that she played was in Swan Lake, and that was one of the last performances she ever did. So, we're jumping now to December of '96, which we were just wee babes then. Um, Julie, she had just finished all of her requirements for graduation from OU. She was getting ready to pack up and head home soon for the next leg of her life's journey. She was going to be pursuing her master's degree. She actually wanted to get a degree in early childhood education. She had already, she finished her uh, ballet degree um, in three and a half years. So she finished quickly and then um, was already enrolled at the University of Arkansas um, here in, Arcan- in Arkansas in Fayetteville. Um, is that where that is? U of A. Yep, in Arkansas. It is pr- It is there. And she was going to be getting a degree in early childhood education. So um, she wanted to teach children ballet. So it's just a sweet, a sweetheart. Um, okay. Um, okay, so the 19th of December. Julie went through her normal day. She was preparing. She was packing stuff up, preparing for her parents to visit the next day with a U-Haul. And they were going to help her bring her belongings back home to Benton. Um, she, But th- that evening, she visited with friends. They had a Christmas party. They were all exchanging Christmas gifts and saying their goodbyes and whatnot. Um, she intended to give a friend a ride to the airport early the next morning. So the two girls stayed up. It, into the wee hours of the morning they said they were just gonna stay up all night um so they left the friend's apartment around 2 a.m to grab a late night bite and then they arrived back at the apartment at 3 a.m and then julie fell asleep uh for a little bit for about an hour and a half uh before she had to head to the airport with her friend um so they left for the airport around 4 30 and around 5 a.m julie dropped her friend off and left the airport so the morning of December 20th, which is where we're at right now, um, this is 1996, around 5.30 a.m. This is after she had uh, dropped her friend off at the airport. She returned back to her own apartment. Uh, and it's still pretty early in the morning. That early in the morning, it's probably still pretty dark, wouldn't you think? At that yeah, point? especially in December. Yeah. So at this time, at 5.30 in the morning on December 20th, Multiple residents of the complex reported hearing a woman scream in terror. An off-duty police officer who lived at the apartment complex, he went outside to investigate, but he didn't see anything suspicious. A neighbor across the street also heard the scream and said he heard a man say, quote, just shut up and get in the car. Uh, The same neighbor then reported hearing footsteps, a door slam, more footsteps, and then another door slam, and then the car quickly driving away. And only 20 minutes later, at 5.51, an officer arrived at the scene after 911 had been notified of the scream. And the officer inspected the area, and he didn't see anything suspicious. He didn't see anything out of the place. So they just went about their day. I mean, there's nothing they could do. So um, we're moving to the afternoon of the same day. Afternoon of December 20th, Julie had plans to meet a co-worker uh, named Ryan James for lunch. And he was just from from all the accounts I read, he was just a really good friend of hers. They were they were only friends, but they wanted to see each other before she was going to leave. So when Ryan arrived at Julie's apartment around 11, 
he noticed that her car was missing from the parking lot. Um, he knocked on her door, uh, trying to get a hold of her, uh, but he nobody answered. He didn't get a response from her. So Ryan decided to leave and just head back to work and finish work. So he finished his shift. He, he finished his shift uh, around 4 p.m. So he decided to go ahead and head back to Julie's apartment to check on her um, and hopefully, you know, see her again, grab dinner before she was going to leave. And he knocked on the door and there was still no response, which was incredibly abnormal. So at this point, Ryan started to get very worried. He said he checked with his grandparents to ensure that Julie had not called or stopped by their house uh, while he was gone because he lived with his grandparents and, and she would often call and they would chat or she would just stop by. But they had not heard from her, had not seen her. So Ryan hopped in the car with his grandfather and they just began driving around looking for Julie. Uh, they checked the airport because Ryan knew she was going to drop her friend off at the airport, um, but they didn't see her car. Uh, so they just kind of kept driving around. Uh, but Ryan's grandfather was good friends with OU police chief Joe Lester. So he phoned Chief Lester and informed him that Julie was missing and had been since very, very early that morning. And she, but she was like in Arkansas when she went missing. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Oh, she's she just, gone back. She was getting ready to. Uh, okay. Her parents gotcha. were coming up the day of uh, the 20th. They were coming up to help okay. her get her things, collect her things to come back to Arkansas. Gotcha. Because she was going to be starting school okay. again. So. And I assume the airport is in Oklahoma City. Y- uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I did look it up and it is, Norman is like right there. Yeah, I, I, I thought it might like be. Like it may as well be like, I don't know, difference between like. Benton and Bryant. Yeah, to Little Rock, essentially, oh, that a, sort of thing. It's a suburb. Yeah, it seems like it. So, um, so yeah, she, yeah, her parents were getting ready to head. They were supposed to be there on the twentieth. So, um, this so this is kind of later in the afternoon, later in the evening is when Ryan and his grandfather informed the police Julie's missing, and her parents wouldn't have known that she was missing either to report her because. They lived in Arkansas. You know, this is kind of pre-cell phone. It's not pre-cell phone, but not everybody had cell phones. It wasn't a popular thing. Right. And so um, it's not like they could just chat with each other on their cells and text each other or anything like that. So there's really no reason that her parents would have known because they already had their plans solidified and they were going to come up and then, you know. Yeah, that was back when you had to like, if you made plans, you had to pretty much stick with them because yeah. people couldn't just constantly be like texting. Be like, oh, I'll be there and I... I uh, you know what? I I wasn't I wasn't getting ready right, so it's gonna be another hour. And it's like, what? 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 What's that? At six, and you're now at seven. Like, what? What are you doing? I'm feeling very attacked right now. It's not just you, <laughs> but you know, it's it so is. many people. It's partly me. I'm just an old timey person, you know. I just are you when no, but when it comes to doing things and being on time, I like to be on time. I'm on time for work. I'm on time for things that are important that have a set time schedule. If it's like apparently my schedule is not important, that's fine. Yeah, you're fine. It's okay. Uh, but you know who is important? That's what they all say. You're fine. Okay, so Ryan reported her missing the evening of the twentieth. So in another area of Oklahoma, which I actually found was, it, it said in the article, uh, it was Oklahoma City. And well, I'll talk about the articles at the end. They were good. The sa- so that was sa- the same day, around noon, so this is the day of the 20th, uh, we're kind of going back now, Randy Lankford, fellow named Randy Lankford, noticed something out of place on the shoreline of Lake Stanley Draper. He was walking around, there was like this walking trail that went to the water, 
and he noticed something strange. He did not inspect it too closely. Uh, he was, he, in his mind, he, he said he thought it looked like a body, but he just kept telling himself, no, there's no way. There's no way it could be a body. There's just no way. Except it always ends up being a body, doesn't or the, it? Or they're like, oh, it was a, I thought it was a mannequin. It's never a mannequin, ever. <laughs> exactly. I hear that in so many podcasts. It's it's never a man. It's not. It's never a mannequin, ever. Not once. Not once. So he didn't inspect it too closely, but he returned home. But the vision and that memory just kind of kept nagging at him. So he told his wife what he had seen or what he thought he had seen. So he and his wife returned to the area after dark that evening to inspect further. Uh, They shone their lights on the shoreline. They got a little closer and they quickly realized that it was a body. So they they immediately left and they went home and they reported their findings to the police and led the the police there. So the police arrived on the scene and noted that the figure matched a description of a missing persons out of OU. They noted, okay, this is where it might get a little graphic. They noted that the female victim was clothed, but her jeans were unbuttoned and unzipped and her underwear was partially rolled down her thighs. She was lying face down with her shoulders and head in the cold water, hands bound behind her back with black shoelaces. Her opal and diamond ring, a gift from her parents, which it said that she was never without it. She always wore it, but it was noted to also be missing. Technicians recovered a single pubic hair from her abdomen. There was an apparent gunshot wound to the head, and they quickly identified the victim as that of Julie Buskin. So Chief Joe Lester broke the news to Mary and Bud, who had arrived only a short time before that in Norman to help Julie with her belongings to come home. So can you imagine they're like coming to help their girl come home they're excited it's their only child they had lost their son in infancy and they're coming to help their sweet smart hard-working girl come home and they're greeted by police saying your daughter's missing and then a short time later saying we found your daughter dead yeah especially because like again like you said no no cell phone so it's not like somebody like could have even texted them to be like right. hey something's amiss right when you're coming up there it's just like out of the blue and it's like how uh, it, it probably felt so not real. Like, this can't be real life. This can't be happening. Like, yeah. And then to be hit with it, I just can't imagine having to come to terms with that so quickly and so unexpectedly. So immediately, the investigation begins. After recovering Julie, an autopsy was quickly performed. The autopsy showed that Julie had scrapes and bruises to her forehead and nose, and blood was present in her left nostril. Several oval-shaped bruises were present on her inner thighs, and there was a lot of graphic detail going into all sorts of sexual injuries on her body. Um, So I won't go into that, but there were multiple injuries to her body that indicated a brutal, brutal rape. Uh, The examiner took multiple swabs from Julie's body and samples from clothing to hopefully collect DNA. Uh, They noted that spermatozoa was found on a portion of these items, And later, a DNA profile would be formed from those items, Uh, but it wasn't somebody they knew. It was just an unknown male. The cause of death was determined to be secondary to that contact gunshot wound to the back of Julie's head. Uh, The bullet was retrieved and determined to be a 22 caliber long rifle. I'm not sure what that is. That's just what the report said. It's a 22 caliber rifle and it's long. Okay. I think it's a bullet, but I'm not sure. Well, I think, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess it's a rifle bullet. If it says long rifle. You're probably and right. And 22. You're probably right. I, d- I don't know guns. Me neither. I can play Call of Duty. That's all I got. <laughs> At the crime scene, multiple pieces of evidence were recovered. And I'm going to kind of talk about them. <clears throat> 
there was a pink leotard with the initials JB and it was smeared with what appeared to be fecal matter um, and a tissue with similar staining was also recovered from the scene. There was one set of footprints. uh, No, no, there was two sets of footprints leading to the water's edge, but only one set walking away. And they took casts of that. They weren't able to get it that evening, so they marked them, they preserved them, and they took casts of those footprints, the the shoe prints, the next morning. Uh, So sightings of Julie and her abductor helped narrow the time of the crime down. And I have two of them to talk about. One witness saw Julie's car near the lake around 6.45 to 7 a.m. the day of her disappearance. So that was like right after she dropped her friend off at the airport, you know. She noted, the the witness noted a young man, maybe around 25 to 30, driving and a young woman with bangs in the front passenger seat. And after the witness heard of Julie's abduction and murder, she contacted police with her testimony, but she was not interviewed until two years later. But she remembered kind of what he looked like and helped, she aided in helping to draft a composite sketch that was later used in court. So I'm guessing this one's going to take a while. It takes a little if bit of time. If they didn't get back to this person two, until two years later, it I'm takes, guessing they hadn't caught the person it yet. It takes a hot minute, and we'll talk about that. So uh, another witness, uh, he was driving home from a night shift. I think I read that he worked at the Air Force Base or something, maybe? Okay, so he was driving home from a night shift around 7.15 a.m. and noted a small red car with Arkansas license plates pull out in front of him, leaving Lake Stanley Draper. And he said the driver was male and he was alone in the vehicle. And the, he said the only reason why he remembered all this was because the guy pulled out in front of him and started driving like a jerk. And and the guy was like ready to get home. He was ticked off. So he like trailed this guy until he turned off on some other road. And then the witness just kept going home. And he was like, forget it. But So he's it's really stuck out in his mind. Uh, so that same witness provided a description of the male. And it also helped in uh, making the composite sketch. Was his testimony taken two years later as well or? i don't i didn't i don't know it didn't say on that one but mm. i don't know so I, i'll tell you I've, I've been stuck behind a lot of horrible terrible drivers i can't remember a single one not a so, one i know i, know. I know who knows i don't i don't know Ooh, big one. oh my gosh sorry it's it's late it's like what maybe seven, seven it's a little past seven oh, yes it's so late okay late in the evening of december 20th investigators did they found julie's car parked across the street from her apartment complex so somebody had driven her in her car taken her to the lake assaulted her murdered her and then drove her car back and parked it across the street and then left right because they did say that the car was missing Uh uh-huh and it was yeah and it would have had arkansas plates i guess yes that makes sense yes so um they did from her car Investigators found pajama bottoms with a semen stain uh, that were recovered. They also noticed a buttocks impression on the outside panel of the vehicle. Uh, so photos and things were taken to, to, as evidence of that. Also noted a cell phone, a CD player, and a radar detector were all missing from the vehicle. And after the cell phone, the cell phone was never recovered, but the call log was recovered. So after that was that report came out, there was two calls that were noted to be made post-mortem so how did that happen hmm we'll find out after the initial investigation and with the promising clues obtained by investigators julie's case would remain unsolved for almost a decade which was really sad uh they had such good leads and stuff they had a lot of good evidence and they did everything right they worked hard it's just 
not coming together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I wonder, I guess you can track cell phones nowadays. Yes. But but like back then they wouldn't have been able to. Maybe not. But I was just thinking how, um, because we did like the Cassie Cotta case. That's part of how they figured that out was Mm -hmm. like two phones went out. One phone came back. Mm-hmm. And one phone stayed where the other two were. Yeah. Yep. But I was just thinking like post-mortem calls probably wouldn't happen because we all use our, I guess if you got the victim's thumbprint on there, but like. That wouldn't have been would, the case back then. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like nowadays, like. Probably couldn't you happen. You wouldn't have post-mortem mm-hmm. phone calls most likely unless mm-hmm. they know your password for some reason. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, I know you're right. You're, you're right. You are correct. As I often am. Sometimes. So in 2000, this this is four years, which is crazy to think that 2000 is only four years after 1996. Doesn't it seem like two totally different time um, periods? What seems crazy is that that was 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. That's well, the part that's crazy. Oh my gosh. And okay. concerning. Let's not talk about that. So in 2000, investigators, they were able to develop a DNA profile with the evidence that was obtained from Julie and from, you know, the leotard and the pajama pants. So they got a DNA profile. However, it was still an unknown suspect, um, but they went ahead and they just worked the case and charged the unknown suspect with kidnapping, sexual assault, and murder. And they worked from that angle. So they were building this case on this unknown person and hoping to identify them. So... In the following years, investigators would question hundreds of people that had any kind of small link to Julie, anybody that they thought would have any reason to harm her, anything, and just came up with nothing. They said around 200 DNA samples were collected from individuals to compare to the DNA profile police had on file for her assailant, but none of them matched, none of them panned out. And it was just, God, can you imagine 200 people, hundreds of people that they interviewed and still nothing. Yeah. That starts to make it sound like it's maybe somebody she didn't really know or yes. at least that if they did know her, nobody else knew they knew her, yes. I guess. Uh-huh. And that, I mean, and that's got to be the hardest case to come. That's the hardest case to do to like crack is like they had no connection at all. Yeah. Like I don't know 200 people. <laughs> you, I bet you'd be surprised. Uh, if you know of 200 people maybe very vaguely but if okay if we use 1996 pre-facebook internet stuff Mm. and attach that to my life they ain't finding 200 people to try and find samples of (laughs) that they might know of that like knows me or knows of me that ain't hard for anybody though unless you're just a popular person like i'm sure julie was she was very well liked so yeah but that'd be hard to find any kind of like connection like to like well at some point you're just like let's try this i don't know and that's like any vague connection and that's where they were they were just like i don't know maybe they didn't like her because she didn't give him a piece of gum that one time i mean we're like they're like oh she went to ou and this person went to oklahoma state and that's what i don't know like yeah, you just think of anything some kind of just they very, were rival ballet dancers yes i don't know like yeah like, it, but yeah that sounds silly what i'm saying i'm I, but that's where they were at. i'm intentionally saying something ridiculous but they are kind of like it sounds like they're like, we got to find something. something yes. Because, you know, it's whatever. A bazillion percent of murders are people who know each other or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not. Random it's, murders are very, very rare. Very rare. So, so yeah. So, that was, we're looking at four years after her murder. Yes. In 2000, in which 2000, was 20 years ago. Which we're not talking about. <laughs> so, 
in 2002, so only two years after that, which would make it six years. Okay, yes. I, I thought you were about to say 16. I was like, no, it's 18 years ago. <laughs> no, no, six yeah, years. Six years after the okay, murder. Yes. Okay, so in 2002, a man named Anthony Castillo Sanchez went to prison for second degree burglary that he committed the previous year in 2001. So while in prison, the Oklahoma Department of Corrections obtained a DNA sample from Sanchez per their protocols and their statutes and everything. Offenders, uh, I think it's felony offenders have to have uh, their DNA in the CODIS system. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, your your notes specifically, specifically says certain offenders. Yeah, I think it's felony or aggravated crimes or something like Basically that. Basically like burglary and above, probably. Uh, probably. Something like that. Yes. So... They collected a sample of his DNA just for their stuff and they filed it in the CODA system. So I guess it takes a little bit of time because that was in 2002. And in July 2004, Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations detectives notified cold case detectives in Oklahoma City that an incarcerated perpetrator's DNA was a hit on one of their unsolved cases. And it was the murder of Julie Buskin. So like, I just got chill. I gave myself chills just now. That, but I mean, like, can you imagine you're sitting on this horribly tragic case and then all of a sudden Oklahoma investigators, whatever, they call you're like, dude, we got a hit on one of your cold cases. And it's like, ah, like, that's so exciting. Like, yeah, especially because like at that point, honestly, you've probably resigned yourself to like, right. you're hopeful, but none right not expectant right i guess so that's just really exciting and i mean that's awesome so they went to the prison they obtained a fresh sample from sanchez just to clearly and definitively compare the dna make sure you know this dna came from this guy and we're comparing it yes it matches the dna was a spot on match for the semen found on julie's clothes get this the chances of i did a little research here that said in the article, the chances of it being someone else's DNA besides San- Sanchez was one in 94 trillion. There are only 7.8 billion people on Earth. So there is literally no way it could be anybody else. I mean... There's no way. One in 94 trillion. It, the math works it, out. It is. I did, I did is, the math, Andrew. I did the math. It's very unlikely. I agree. I did the math. It is just, it's so unlikely it, it may as well be zero. Exactly. It's, it's probably, closer to zero than anything else. Exactly. It's certainly closer to zero than even a one, probably. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing the math to figure that out, but I'm, I have a good guess on that. I did the math, and did it you? is impossible, practically. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. 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 Just was know like, that it was one in 94 trillion. Okay. Yeah. And there are 7.8 billion people on earth. So yeah. It's, it's insanely high. Difference. Insanely. Okay. And that might be as much as the national deficit. 94 trillion. Ooh, dang. I don't know what it is. It's something in the trillions. Burn. Okay. And if that right there wasn't plenty of evidence, here's another little story for you. So Sanchez had a girlfriend during the time of Julie's murder. And they lived in a home that was about one mile from Julie's apartment. So not very far. One night, the the girlfriend heard gunshots ring out within the home. So she was like, what the heck? She went to investigate. And it was just Sanchez and his stepdad messing around with guns, just shooting bullets into the walls. I don't know. I don't know. Were they on meth? Like um, Probably. Travis Perkins and his buddies would shoot up, do, or shoot up, probably smoke meth and... 
shoot the bow and arrows yes. inside their apartment. Yes, that's what I thought of. I was like, okay, weirdos. So I don't know. I, I don't know. So in 2004, after they had Sanchez as their suspect, police obtained a search warrant for that home, just with, you know, hoping to find some bullets. They saw where bullet holes were in the walls and they saw like, um, when they kind of like took the drywall out, they saw boards, like wooden boards behind the wall that had gun shots through them or whatever, but they did not recover any kind of ballistics. So after the police cleared the scene, the landlord came into the home to clean and vacuum up the mess. And when he was emptying the contents of the vacuum, he noted bullets and, and casings and everything. And he notified police. Can you guess what size they were? The bullets and the casings? Whatever size you said earlier. 22 caliber long rifle projectiles. Yes, that is right. Which is the same type of bullet recovered from Julie's body. Unfortunately, though, the efforts to match the projectiles that were recovered from the home to the one recovered from Julie, they were inconclusive and could not be linked to each other definitively. Um, also, uh, the girlfriend said Sanchez would take her car and disappear for two day, for, for days at a time with no word. So, okay, suspicious. Probably getting up to some bad stuff during that time. Sounds like a good relationship to me. Very Just healthy. like, hey, I'll I'm see not, you I'm in not, a while. I'm not even going to tell you I'm leaving. I'm just going to take your car and leave. Healthy. Yeah. It's very healthy. I hear yeah. that's what how a good relationship start. Right. Um, also, yeah. this. This is a clincher. The two post-mortem calls from Julie's cell phone to sanchez's ex-girlfriend okay well here's another question tell me did they not know where those phone calls went to beforehand it was a, oh i'm glad you actually mentioned that that's a good question it was a disconnected line okay so it used to be sanchez's ex-girlfriend's number when he tried to call it it said this phone number has been disconnected or whatever okay so maybe it didn't have it gotcha because i was just wondering because i was like that seems like one where the police would have uh-huh. gone start looking, uh-huh. but that explains why they wouldn't have. So, so I I can't brag that I would be a better detective yet because yeah, it actually which I would never do that unless it was like a corrupt, horrible detective who yeah. did it on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was not. They were working very hard on this case. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so, I, I just thought that was confusing. Yes, I'm glad you asked that. Good question. So, in 2006, which is two years after they got Sanchez as a Yes. Suspect. Okay. So in 2006, Sanchez was finally brought to trial. So this is 10 years after Julie's murder. Her perpetrator was brought to trial. And after only three hours of deliberation, a jury found Sanchez guilty of first degree murder, rape, and forcible sodomy. And each of those crimes came with a different sentence. But we'll get to that. After his conviction, Sanchez stood up and said, Quote, Mr. and Mrs. Buskin, I didn't kill your daughter. I swear to God, I didn't kill your daughter. Unfortunately, though, that did not do anything. And he was, in fact, sentenced to death by lethal injection. So the other that was for the first degree capital murder. Uh, The other crimes came with uh, fines and other sentences as well. So this guy is not getting out of prison. So he filed for an appeal in 2009 for a new trial. It was denied. He filed another appeal in August 2017. Again, thankfully denied his family maintains that he is innocent saying he was victimized and whatever but dna don't lie science science is only tells the truth and sanchez still sits on death row uh for the crimes he committed against julie yeah i mean it's like they say about science i think it's um 
it doesn't matter if you believe it's true or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's true. Whether yeah. you, whether or not you believe it, it's true. You yeah. don't have to, but it's still true. And Julie's memory still lives on through her family and friends and through OU, who established a dance scholarship through the College of Fine Art in her memory. So that's a very tragic case of Julie Buskin, a sweet, hardworking ballerina from Benton whose life ended terribly, terribly soon. Yeah, and was planning on even coming back to Arkansas, going up to Fayetteville and getting her master's and all that. I know, and teaching little girls, well, little girls and guys, little kids ballet. Yes. Sweet thing. Just like, um, trying to think, there's some football players in the past who have done ballet. Oh, you know, I heard that that actually helps with like coordination and stuff. Well, I bet it does. It seems complicated. It is. I want to say maybe Emmett Smith. I don't want to just throw out names, but I think Emmett Smith. He's a famous running back. I know you maybe I don't, don't know. know. That's don't amazing. Know. You don't know that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's there's some guys. They took like ballet and dance classes, all kind of stuff. Aww. Which also, I think the football players oftentimes do pretty well on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not sure though. It's because they're so athletic. And if they're like pro, they have to be pretty quick too. Yeah. So. I also might be making that up. Oh. I can't remember if they do well or not, oh. or if they're actually good. Some people do well on that show without being good. Uh-huh. This made uh, my late grandmother. She loved those dancing shows. Aww. She loved figure skating. She loved dancing shows, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember Dancing with the Stars one year, Master P, the rapper, was on there. Uh-huh. And the show, like a lot of it's based on like people voting. Yes. And he was terrible. Oh. And it made her so mad that he kept advancing <laughs> despite being so terrible. <laughs> She's like, quit. Yeah. She was very upset about it. She's just oh. like, he's he's so bad. He's just so bad. <laughs> You're like, I know, Grandma, but I, people I like know. him. Yeah, she's like, he, he shouldn't keep going, but he's just so popular, I guess. That's it. She knew it. She knew it was up. Yeah, I think I think it was Master P, specifically. I don't know who that is. He's a rapper. Okay. They can cool. say, uh. Is that a song? That. Yes. Oh. Cool. Yeah, you. I guess you wouldn't know. That's I'm not. A, I'm not a cool kid like you. I don't know. Sports. I'm not a cool kid either. You're cooler than I am. You. You want to know why I know Master P? Tell me. It's not even because of his rapping. What is it? It's because he was a rapper who appeared on pro wrestling. Oh my god! We're back to this. Ninety-nine or two thousand. He was on WCW. Singing, rapping. Uh, he was a rapper, and he had a faction with him. What is a faction? It's a group. Like just a group, like a group of wrestlers. And I think he eventually he eventually left like pretty quickly. But that group mostly stayed together. They were called the Filthy Animals. Um. And they fought against the West Texas Rednecks. Ooh. The West Texas Rednecks had a very good song, a country song called Rap is Crap. <laughs> that actually like was like good enough that it was on like actual country stations. Like, no, it was not. Actual radio, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The the Filthy Animals and West Texas Rednecks, they keeping it classy <laughs> yeah that was a that was a dark time for uh wcw specifically that was like that was like a bright spot that rivalry but the whole show is in general was really really bad i wish everybody could see my face right now yeah i was worried you were having like a stroke <laughs> uh, nope just just not just i'm happy for you that you like those things you shouldn't be <laughs> It's, anyway, a, it's a bad thing for bad people. I'm glad you admit it. That's the first step to admitting to know. You, you say that like I, I haven't said that like a thousand times in the past. I don't recall you ever saying that. There are two things I say about wrestling specifically. What? One, it's a bad thing for bad people. Two, 
it's the truest form of art. Yeah, it's the one I remember. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one I know. That's the one I like saying the most because it annoys it people me, it the ticks most. It me off. Yes. I had a friend from uh, when I lived in Jonesboro. I'd say that too, and they were just like, "No," like they were like <laughs> very unhappy with that. I agree with whoever that was. They're my friend now. Um, okay, you said you had a little something post. I just have like a topic. Okay, to I'm talk ready. About. I'm ready. Nothing, not like a quiz or anything wacky like that. Okay. And this, this topic mostly just exists to be mad about things. Oh, great. About things that don't matter. Okay. Mostly. Okay. Internet pet peeves. Internet pet peeves. You know, that's funny that you say something like that. Yeah. In my online classes, we have to take a little, we have to watch a video and do a little course every class. It's about like online etiquette, basically. Like professional etiquette? No. Or like... Oh, like even like Facebook stuff? Yeah, or? like online etiquette. It's like don't engage in, in fights on social media. Yeah, it's usually not worth it. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> I, You know? It's only been a couple times, okay? It has been a few times, and I've usually just unfollowed those people off my Facebook feeds. It, yeah. So, because like there have been a few times where I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready to go. Let's, I'm, I'm going to type some good stuff, and I'm going to change their mind. And they're going to know what dummies they are. And I was like, no, they're not. They're not. Yeah. Just, just click unfollow. I just won't see them. Uh, yeah. We'll still be friends. We just won't see their stuff. Yep. It's fine. Yep. So what? Tell me, tell me your pet peeves. Uh, start with. So I've got I've got stuff written down. I can tell. Um, because I just wanted to remember it. Okay. And also that way, if you can't think of anything, I got stuff going. Cool. Um, so for instance, on YouTube, I watch a lot more YouTube than you do. You do. Uh, one thing I hate. There's lots of stuff to hate on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Plenty of things to hate on YouTube. Yep. Like the terrible thumbnails of like a guy making a dumb face, and it's like, I can't believe this happened, and the this is capitalized. It's like, Anyway, one the thing I wrote down specifically are when there are videos about movies and it'll be like the something ending explained. Ninety nine percent of the time, that ending does not need to be explained. It's usually not like the lighthouse where it's like a weird ending that you need to know Greek mythology to understand. Such a weird movie. It's like the Vavitch. It's like I get it. I know what happened. It's not that complicated to know what happened at the end of the Vavitch. Yeah, she or like. Don't don't say it. Okay, but like or like, I don't <laughs> I've know. I myself. I can't yeah. tell. We're not going to say what the endings are. Okay. Or like even <laughs> even stuff like a comic book movie. It'll be like Shazam ending explained. It's like I don't need to explain. Did it, it, was, did, it was the ending. The, it was it was the end. There, it, it, it was sense. It was self explanatory. <laughs> like why would I need to explain? Uh huh. So that's like the sort of thing I hate seeing those on YouTube. YouTube okay. a terrible place. Yes. Full of bad stuff. Yep. On just kidding. We love YouTube. Okay. I mean, I like it. There's good stuff too, but yeah. Yep. Um, Facebook posts mm-hmm. specifically. Don't worry, not gonna do ones that would start fights. <laughs> I don't think. Um, we'll see what I wrote. I wrote a lot of these like two weeks ago, <laughs> in the midst of when something happened. And no, like, I was just I'm like, gonna write it. Yeah, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. The ones that are like, it's like a puzzle. A puzzle. Oh, I use quotes. Yeah, and it's like ninety-eight percent can't solve this. Share if you're one of the two percent. Everybody's the two percent. It's the easiest puzzle ever. <laughs> You're yeah. always the two percent. You're not special. No, you're not. Like it just exists to to like maybe people feel good about themselves and also to get shared. So then that page gets higher engagement numbers and yep. blah blah blah. It's don't stop it. So are you stop it? Are you saying that people can't feel good about themselves? I'm saying they shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I okay. You can. Okay. But you shouldn't. But you, okay. Just making sure we were okay. At least not for that. Okay. If okay. you that because you. You're not. You are the 98% if you can get it right. Yeah. How about that? Okay, that's better. <laughs> Deal with that. If you're one of the 2% who can't figure it out. Then let's talk. That's, then share it. Share it and go, what? 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 Where is it? 
The other one, um, guilt trip Facebook posts. The ones that are like, I like this one because I see this line a lot and it says like, a naked girl can get a thousand likes. Let's see how many we can get for our boys in blue or our men in uniform or something. Or Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, what part of Facebook are you hanging out on? (laughs) Where are the naked girls at? I ain't never seen that on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook's pretty strict about their content in certain regards. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's like, and there's also other stuff like, yeah, it's like. Like and share if you love Jesus. Uh-huh. Keep scrolling if you're a Satanist. So, like, uh, why are you trying to guilt me? Why are you trying? Like, I don't appreciate you attacking me like that. Right. It's just it's goofy. It, it makes me feel like um, Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. There's the episode where he talks about like if he refuses to do anything if somebody tells him to do it, and he's like, "That's why my wedding." took two hours because i fell silent after the preacher said repeat after me or something like that i remember that (laughs) that's how i feel when i see stuff like that you're like no like it could be like like if you think murder is bad screw you i'm not gonna like that (laughs) yeah i'm gonna keep going don't tell me what to do i'm gonna make a counter post yeah i think murder's good wait no no we don't no we don't no (laughs) exactly uh can you think of anything before i keep going on these give me some more i don't have a whole lot more okay um so well here's a controversial statement uh-oh uh-oh this is controversial uh-oh people are gonna freak out okay memes i like memes i don't care for them i don't post them but i like to see them i i just don't care I, if they're funny i need them to be funny memes maybe i just don't see any funny ones i see some really funny ones there's like three people that i can think of where it's like i like when they post memes because they're funny okay and but some of the, but most everybody's always like eh, okay i guess sure. there's there's definitely a lot of memes especially if they're like politically charged i've calmed down um no where, i wasn't gonna i was gonna say yeah i don't i'll just, I don't. I'll just tell everybody to calm down oh, okay listeners oh. calm down don't oh. freak out about what i'm gonna say okay but just like political ones sometimes where i see them and I'm, my response isn't like i'm i disagree you're wrong or anything it's yeah. just like what yeah what are you even talking about? Yeah. I don't understand what this is getting at. It doesn't make any sense to me. You just keep going. You're like, Whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that... But a, a lot of memes, most of the time, I'm just like, yep, come up with your own jokes. How about that? <laughs> That's what I want to see. But there's like a lot of... Some of them are like formats I don't like. Okay. So like the one I, I've gotten very tired of uh-huh. is the one where it says like, no one. And then it has like oh, yeah. some other group. And then something wacky. Yeah. It's like, you didn't need the no one to set it up. You could just been like, this group be like this. Women be shopping. I don't know. Like what? <laughs> like Women be shopping. Women be shopping. That's like the worst one to use because I hate shopping. Yeah, That's not true. I hate shopping. Every time I've been over here at your house, uh, a bunch of stuff comes in from Amazon that you've been shopping for. That's so. not shopping. That's online shopping. That's basically the same thing. Though. No, I hate going into stores. I hate perusing. I have I have an item in mind that I want and I want it now. And that is why Amazon is good. It sounds like it's you, my money and I want it now. It sounds like you like perusing but virtually. No, I don't when I go on Amazon, when I go on somewhere, I have I know what I mm. want and I get it. It's like, okay, I need toothpaste. Let me get toothpaste. Hey, I need an eyebrow pencil. Let me get an eyebrow pencil. A likely story. Another uh, one, I see this this is on Twitter. Where people will write like a thing. Yeah. They'll be like, such and such is awesome. That's the tweet. Oh. That's well, the end of well, it. Well, clearly it's the tweet. You tweeted yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, y- y- yep. 
I think it's supposed to be a play on that's the T. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's supposed to be just like you say something very simplistic and people are supposed to expect that you're going to write more and elaborate on that. And you're just like, nope, that's it. That's the tweet. That that was unnecessary. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. Um, one I've noticed, this isn't a meme necessarily, but like on Facebook, mm-hmm. there'll be posts and there'll be like, it'll be like posted on like an image, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Not once have I seen a funny post posted on top of the laughing emoji background. There'll be like posts with like laughing emojis and it'll be like a joke or something that's supposed to be a joke, I guess. And not once have I ever gone, yep, that was funny. I've never laughed. I've never I've never smiled. <laughs> I've never felt better about it, about my life or anything. I've just looked at it and gone like, cool. Yep. There's that. Gonna and keep, that's the tweet. <laughs> gonna gonna keep scrolling because I see nothing worthwhile here. I'm gonna every I'm gonna end our conversations with and that's the tweet. Oh. Get ready. That's that's a bad idea. Get ready. Terrible idea. Okay, Don't care for it. What else you got? Uh so this is the last one. Okay. That I wrote down. Um for a long time so Twitter you do you know that Twitter has a poll function? I did. I saw okay. you do that one time. I did. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> my side won. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Either. Four to one or three to one. Something like that. All, you, all your friends are agreeing with you. I have no friends on Twitter. I don't have any friends, period. So you can deal with that. Did you vote on that uh, thing? No. Okay. So that means my dad was probably the only one who voted on your side. Yay, dad. <laughs> so, for the win again. Because he, he replied to it. He said I was cheating because of the way I worded it, exactly. which is accurate. Exactly. <laughs> you big old dum-dum. But I've I've actually tweeted that before with similar wording on my own uh, Twitter and got like very different results. Not different, more more even results, I yeah, guess. For, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there is a poll function. And yet, sometimes on Twitter, uh-huh. it becomes like a, almost like a meme. It becomes a trend where people would do this thing where it'd be like, they would always they would always start it this way. Settle a debate or settle an argument for me. Yeah. And it'll be like RT for this, like for this other thing. That's it's not, like that's, y- you have a poll function. Use the poll function. Yeah. I'm not gonna retweet that. Even if I agree with the retweet, I'm not gonna like it if I agree with the like. Because I'm not playing your game. I know your game is to increase engagement <laughs> when all you could do is use a poll function, you jerks. Yeah. Take that. And that has resurfaced in a new way where instead it is reply versus retweet versus like. So they'll post like a picture with three different things with the like symbol for reply, retweet, uh-huh. or like underneath it. So you're supposed to do that to pick it. It's like, again, you can do the poll function. <laughs> Come it, on, people. It does at least three. Twitter gave this to us. Let us utilize it. Uh, it's the worst. The internet's a bad place. You you get angry with the internet. I I there are things that peeve me, and we we talk about it. People selling things on social media that really really bothers me, like pyramid scheme stuff. Oh uh, yes, or you know what my favorite is when they refer to the pyramid scheme thing. That's They're what? like, come to my class, or it's like it's not a class, or yeah, some other kind of f- businessy phrasing where it's like. I see your pyramid scheme. You can't fool me. <laughs> your sales pitch is not a class. Yeah, no. I'm I'm good, thank you. So, 
I'm just gonna I don't want to hate on all my friends if they do that but if you do that just don't invite me I'm not gonna join I'm not gonna be a part of it please please stop it don't send me messages I don't want to be a part of it thank you I'm flattered but no thank you also as as your friends please you should know better get out you should get out of it yeah you don't want any part of that exactly so pyramid schemes are bad pyramid schemes are bad i remember one time somebody messaged me on facebook i was like oh it's so nice they're messaging me uh, yeah i'm doing great how are you and they're like something something what about this pyramid scheme i'm part of and it's like <sighs> i just stopped replying i was like I'm, I'm, and here i that's was so, uh, thought, thought we were friends but it turns out i don't have any i should have known better <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think. That was a real annoying one for me. Also, my mom listens to this podcast, so I don't want to say too much. But I love my mom. She's one of my best friends. I love her to death. But she posts some stupid stuff sometimes. I love you, mom, but you post some dumb stuff. It's like, it's like stuff that's like, <laughs> she's going to hate me for saying this. It's stuff that old people would put on Facebook. And my mom's a very young, older person. She's not old. She's a very young, older person. Sure. I'm trying to make this You're better. You're really working at this. <laughs> I'm trying to make this better. Um, the point is, is that she posts some stuff that I'm like, Mom, don't don't tag me in that list thing. I I don't I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not gonna reply. Oh, the things that's are that's like um, tag so five of your tag, friends. Tag somebody, or it's like yeah, it's like I've been challenged by so and so to list my yeah. ten favorite albums, yeah. and I challenged so and so to do that. Or who would not not necessarily even that one? It's just like the one that's like you're you're caught and you're caught by the police for something. Who's the person bailing you out at your fifth? at sign your fifth person yeah and, I'm, and of course i'm always in my mom's thing because we're you know she's my mom and so i always come up on her stuff and so i always get tagged on that sorry mom well that's why you should be like me i never get tagged in any of that stuff because again no friends or anything <laughs> i it does, it's not often that i get tagged in those things but i just i think people kind of know where i stand on them it's like just don't, I just don't want to be a part of it. I just don't want to be a part of it. It's like um, the ice bucket challenge. I was like, oh never, God, I, I hope know. somebody doesn't tag me in one of those freaking things. Oh God, no. They never did. Yay. I don't think I ever got tagged either, which I just, they're they're viral. They're trendy. Yeah. And I'm not a trendy person, you know? Yeah, so I guess so. I'm just, I'm just not a trendy person. I don't know. It's like Chevron. When Chevron was such a big deal. The Chevron pattern. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, I know what the pattern is. Yeah, Chevron pattern. Confuses what you're talking about. Well, it, it was like really, really popular for like two or three years. I don't know, six years ago, maybe somewhere around there. And everybody had Chevron. Everybody wanted Chevron. Something on their wall, paint on their wall. They wanted Chevron stickers. They wanted Chevron everything. And it was just like, this is trendy. It's gonna go away. And now, do you see Chevron anywhere? No. On the Beside on the, the chevron sign well i was gonna say for the portland timbers their logo has chevrons okay besides that okay you yeah. know what i mean like i wonder if that's when that started <gasps> probably not i forget when they started playing unlikely they're not they're not very old well they're sort of an old team but not really okay but i just i just it's just it's trendy it's like it looks cool now subway tile it looks cool now it's gonna look dated in 15 years maybe what subway tile is that like the, the white, white tile uh-huh I think that looks fine. It's more classic than some other things, 
but still it got it's just so trendy and so popular right now we're gonna look back in in 15 years and be like i mean people usually use that for like bathrooms and stuff bathrooms i'm trying to defend it because my parents bathroom has this then the white subway tile i mean i like like the, very recent i think it works actually i like the way it looks it's not like say having like weird yellow linoleum or something like I, I think i think the subway tile will still look good it, it it does but like when you think about like think about like your grandparents bathroom that had the pink the pink and green tiles and it was like fi- from the 50s and then you walk in you're like oh my god it's a green tiled bathroom and then that's how it's kind of gonna be except it's not all over and it's just Maybe. like tubs and showers and it, look, it looks i like the way it looks but i wonder in 15 years if i like the way it looks I bet it'll... It'll age it'll, better than a lot it'll, of things. It'll be fine. Yeah. Nobody's going to look at it and be like, oh, no. That's true. Not like they do with, like, weird wallpaper. Oh, wood paneling. Wood paneling, yeah. Wood that pa- was not a good look. <laughs> Get some wood paneling and, uh, like, a beige carpet. Ooh. I'm just talking about my house right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we, Is that what you have? That's what we had. Okay. When we moved in, it was, like, wood paneling and, like, beige carpet. Like, it's kind of like... I think the house is built in the 70s but it has like a very uh, 80s feel to it mm-hmm, when you think about that mm-hmm. yeah like it's like didn't age well yeah it's like oh we've moved on from that yes that's not what we do same with like linoleum we had a lot of linoleum yeah linoleum's not a thing anymore not if it is it's like advanced linoleum it's not like the old kind of linoleum whatever that is it looks fancier it looks more like regular wood and i don't know i'm not a i'm advanced not advanced linoleum <laughs> what kind of is that what it's called <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know what it's called. It's called something else, but it's like a type of I like the name Advanced Linoleum. I think it sounds way cooler. Funny and stupid name I've ever heard. Advanced Linoleum. Here's a question, because I thought of this a minute ago. Actually, not a minute ago, like a week ago. Okay. If you had a rapper name, what would Mm, it be? Rapper. Um, I have one in my brain. For me? No. Oh. But for me. So if you if you have to if you need me to Yeah, tell me your tell me yours. So I was inspired by previous podcasts uh-huh. and also by, um, there's a game I've been looking at called Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh. And it's based on like the internet, but it's kind of like, like you're an internet cop on this game and the internet is based a lot on like old late nineties, early two thousands, GeoCity sites and stuff. So it's like real bad, weird, weird internet. Uh-huh. And there's a musical act on there called the Chowder Man. Is and so that- I was thinking of. The Flim Flam Man. The fl- that would be a very good rap name. Oh, it would. I am the Flim Flam Man. You are the Flim Flam Man. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Good job. So that's what I got. I, I have nothing. That's fine. <laughs> I have nothing. Flute. Katie B. Katie B. Katie P. Katie P. Also. That's what. Um, Doctor Proctor. The party. Doctor P. The party doctor. Yeah. Party doctor. There you go. Okay. I think that works. All those work. I had a friend in LPN school. That's what that's what they he called me KDP. I don't know why, but it's that's what everybody started. Why not? Me. Why not? Why not? It's not wrong. Yeah, it's not wrong. I, um, think, I think that's an acceptable thing to be called. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's any like negative connotations to it. No. No. Party doctor. Yeah. Party doctor's good. Caitlin anything Proctor, anything doctor, doctor is good. Yeah. I'm thinking of the name Doctor Disrespect because he's a. We. I don't know if this is gonna age well, but he's a twitch streamer oh yeah i don't watch twitch i just know the name i do twitch sometimes but anyway like i don't really watch it but i just know the name because he's like one of the most famous ones oh, yeah? it's a very good name dr mm-hmm. disrespect apparently he got banned and nobody knows why as of this recording oh. like it says he's been perma banned 
and again nobody even seems to know why and like the decision was made above the group who normally bans people so there's like they have like a board that's like the content group who does something really illegal who bans people but somebody above them made the decision to ban so like the the law I don't know. It like, sounds like something legal. It I know, sounds like it's, he got it's, into it's some very strange. It sounds like he got into some legal trouble for and some the, reason. Yeah, and the strangest thing is like it's it's been a day or two now. Still nobody knows why. It's I'm not public say. information. <gasps> Andrew. What? We haven't talked about this. Oh no. I, 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 we what have is to it? we have to hurry and finish it okay. up. Okay. Okay. We got time. Okay. It's it's the I'm too excited to spit my words out. The man the guy that was found in the trunk of the car dead right by my house. Oh yeah. You we didn't talk about, about that. that. We didn't talk about that. Oh my gosh. Tell me everything you can. I, that's it. That's all. That's oh. all anybody knows okay. is that there was a guy. It's off. It's, off, it, it's about mm, three miles away from my house. You, which way do you come in to, to my house? Do you come this way or do you come from off the, off the Sturgis freeway? You come from off the big road. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is, is that this place is like not far from my house at all. And one of our reps came in to work one day and was like, oh man, did y'all hear about the the guy that, that they found a body in the trunk of a car? And I like stopped what I was doing. I was like, what? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, just like an hour ago, they found it. I was like, what? It was suspicious. It had been parked there for a little while. And so they came to check it out and i found a body in the back and i I don't know anymore and it's funny though because two days after that i was driving to little rock i was driving to little rock the one true city the one true city that's correct and i i knew i was driving on that we're going to be driving on that road and going to be passing i was like I, i bet i know where it's at and it was right where i thought it was by a creek and i saw it was a bunch of like fancy white unmarked suvs with dark tinted windows and i mean they were police cars there was a big fire truck there blocking one of the lanes and i saw like a guy getting out of the creek or getting into the creek with like a wetsuit or something so i was like (gasps) so i don't i don't know i don't that nobody knows anything yet no one knows anything and i'm very vested in this i'm really i'm really vested in it i really want to know what happened it's really interesting yeah that was it yeah don't know much. i don't i don't think i have anything else after that okay that's a who knows if somebody hears about it somebody knows more than we do please let us know i'm i'm very eager to know more about this um and you can let us know you can tweet at us on twitter that's uh, pttd pod you can tag us on instagram that's uh, paint the town dead all one word you can tag us on facebook message us on facebook that's paint the town dead or you can just email us at pttd pod at gmail.com um we would really like if you subscribe and rate like share comment all the things that you can do on all the medias and on apple podcasts and other streaming services because that does help our ratings it helps us improve it helps us know what we're doing good what we need to get better on uh we really like your feedback uh yeah what else I think that's about it. I think that I think we've covered it. I think that covered it all. So guys, thank you again for coming back to us. We're so happy you come back to us week after week. Please share us with your friends. 
um if you have a case that you like to talk about i know a lot of people uh, friends that i know they message me you're like have you heard of this and it's, it's very exciting to hear firsthand accounts because we want to cover those stories we want everybody to learn something from these stories i know we all we add a humorous twist to it it's usually at the end because a lot of these stories are just so darn heavy and so sad and i mean we just we want to we want to be able to learn from this and and yeah yeah, and uh, even I've gotten, I, again, I have no friends, and I've gotten, like, people suggesting stuff to me yeah, on occasion. Yeah, yeah. Like, in every case, there is something to learn. with, And it's never, I have said this before, it's never the victim's fault. No matter what they've done, it is not their fault that this happened to them. It is not their fault that somebody chose to end their lives for them. They did not make that decision, and it is not their fault. So even, I mean, with Julie's case, I mean, what we can pull from that is, be a good person, leave a legacy. Should something bad happen to you, choose to do good in the world. Um, she was a strong, smart person who wanted to help kids. And, uh, she couldn't have done any better than what she did do. You know, she did great and it wasn't her fault. And guys, be aware, be aware of your surroundings, be hypervigilant, especially, you know, you just never know what can happen. So just be alert, be aware, wear your masks, Yes. Stay safe. Cough in your elbow. Don't be a weird baby. There's, yeah. And honestly, like, you get it. We have free reign right now to wear masks. Yes. Like a friggin' ninja. Yeah. Why are you complaining? Yeah, it's so. What cool. is wrong with you? It's so cool. Everybody gets to be a ninja. You know who else wears a mask? Spider Man. So cool. Batman. Deadpool. Green Lantern. Um, don't call it uh, green lantern deadpool <laughs> we're not talking about green lantern from the garbage uh, movie don't okay. worry about it. we're talking about green lantern for realsies from the comics who is sometimes cool sometimes not don't worry okay. about it okay sometimes he goes crazy and destroys the world i don't know anyway <laughs> uh, don't, he was controlled by a bug it's fine <laughs> comics are dumb just wear your mask wear your mask it's, okay I, I like green lantern it's fine okay okay the hurricane uh, Okay. That's a wrestler. We're ending on that one. Okay. Let's go. All right, guys. Thanks again. We're happy you've come back to us, and we will catch you next week. We drop episodes every Tuesday, uh, so we'll uh, we'll see you then. Okay. Bye-bye. That's the tweet. Yeah. <laughs>